playing well. Exclusive to The Drive with Robin Ross. We do this every day around 10 past 5. We explain well. We take one of the big news stories of the day and break it down with Christelle. A couple of days ago, someone sent us a message to say, please give us good news. If you are listening now, this is not one of those days. We're talking crime. Yeah, I sincerely wish that this could have some good news component to it, but it really doesn't. Um, so the latest Global Organized Crime Index by the Global Initiative Against Transactional Organized Crime um, have released their findings. Rob, I don't know if you want to hazard where in Africa, for example, we stand on crime levels. Number one, number one, number one. Well, number one in Southern Africa, oh, number okay. three in Africa. We can do better. We definitely can. So the study looked at the effect of crimes in different United Nations countries. We are, as I said, third in Southern Africa. In Africa, um, we are followed, we're, we're very close to Nigeria. In terms of our crime levels, um, I'm, I'm seeing Rose, Rose roll her eyes already. The thing is, it's worrying. So the study found that South Africa is a source and a destination for various forms of especially trafficking, including human trafficking, sex trafficking, child labor, domestic servitude, organ smuggling, illegal child adoptions, forced surrogacy, and the use of body parts for muti. Which is just yeah, some of the findings. The main way that people are being lured into trafficking, especially in Gauteng, I think, is through fake job opportunities. And that disgusts me so much because it really is a case of preying on the most vulnerable part of society. People that are really trying to not be part of the masses who are unemployed. And now you do that and you say, oh, look, here's a job. And then your family never sees you again. Yeah, no, and it's very, very scary um, because, yeah, it also shows that corruption and the authorities' lack of willingness to investigate trafficking makes this worse and makes it very, very challenging. You know, you hear of cases where someone wants to report someone as missing and they're sent away and said, you have to wait a certain period of time, which you don't. Yeah, it's organized crime is such a difficult thing Yeah, because it's so big and that first word, it's organized it's you know masses of people all over the place it's resourced it's well staffed Mm. it's well structured yeah i don't have a better word i was going to say corrupted Mm. you know which palms you've greased you know which areas you can operate in you know how you can operate in and the only way you get a handle on something like that is with well resourced well organized task teams to deal with specific things and Mm. you know i mean maybe i'm just flogging a dead horse here i don't think Becky Pele has it in him to sort out anything. Well, look, and certainly opposition parties have responded to this saying Minister Pele should go. Um, the challenge is also that this report highlight that the absence of effective firearm controls, including within the police, mm. is part of what is fueling crime, especially then violent crimes that are, that are perpetuated mm. with firearms. That also then tells us where we can fix things, potentially, in terms of what needs to be addressed. Um, another thing on drugs, the studies found that South Africa has come a key has become a key player in the global cocaine trade, with growing domestic and con- and connections to different continents mm. via South Africa. So, also there was a story two days ago about the number of police employees or police officers that have been ar- arrested. 
7,000 in the last five years and only 686 of them in the last five years of those 7,000 have been convicted. So what does that show you? Is that the crime is rife because nothing is getting done about it. Ironically, the crime is rife because the crime is rife. Within the yes, police. there we go. And, and I think it all comes down to because so that I know that IPED, for example, is trying to crack down on corruption within the police. There are now task teams in certain areas that are hotspots for crime. It's not enough. I think it literally comes back to what Rob said. It's, we can do better. It is not enough. Like, I mean, I'm from Bonteville in the Cape Flats, and that's a massive um, hotspot for gangsterism, drugs, and all of that kind of thing. There was, a couple of years ago, an initiative of actually sending the defense force and the police in to police the Cape Flats. They are not there anymore. They are not there. They were specifically tasked with looking after the people who still need to go to school, go to work, live in those gang-ridden areas every single day and carve out some kind of a living. And they can't walk in the streets because there's stray bullets going to hit their kids that are on the way to school. These task teams and specific people assigned to places, it's not a deterrent because at the end of the day, nothing is getting done. Yeah, and, and the thing is, this study literally, so just in terms of this, the, the, the numbers here, they looked at 192 countries. Our score, in terms of our safety score, 7.18% on this ranking. And there will be other rankings and other measures, but certainly internationally, this is what is being tracked. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I'm going to end the conversation there, because what can we say? What, what, what else are we going to say that's going to make any kind of difference? Exclusive to Jacaranda FM. It's The Drive with Rob and Ross. Jacaranda FM.